Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to episode 14 of the Evolving Mama podcast. It is an early morning here. It's before 6 a.m. I am up early to record this intro because this episode is publishing tomorrow. I am very excited. I can hear the rain pattering on the window behind me. It's still pretty dark out. It feels like we're really moving into that fall weather here in the States. So cooling down. I think the kids are going to have to wear pants and maybe some long sleeves to school today for the first time. So really moving into a different season. And speaking of seasons, uh, the last couple days, the energy has felt pretty dense for me and almost a little bit dark. And it's so interesting because it's not for any particular reason um, that my human mind can wrap my head around, right? Um, So it really is something with the planets and the astrology. And I think there are several planets in retrograde right now which, as you know, can pull you into potentially a negative space or an opportunity for exploration. And I definitely feel like I have been experiencing that the last couple days, which is really fitting because today's episode is all about astrology. So today we are talking with Claire Brown of The Sky Speaks to You. And she really talks about how astrology is a tool for self-discovery and it can help you explore your past experiences, the present events in your life, and future possibilities as well. She is an astrologer and personal development coach who really supports women in their journey of self-discovery. And the unique thing, you know, about what she does is she has her BA in psychology um, and a master's in social work. So she practices traditional therapy as a therapist, but she then is able to blend that knowledge of human behavior with the study of astrology, which creates a very interesting approach to personal development coaching. So if that's something that, you know, is really interesting to you, or if you are looking uh, to work with a coach and having that psychology background mixed with the astrology uh, in the work that you do together is definitely really cool and super unique. So For me, you know, depending on where you're at, if you know about astrology, if you're like, I just know, you know, my sun sign, right? Which is basically the zodiac sign that everybody pretty much resonates with or knows about. Or perhaps you are somebody who knows a bit more about astrology. For me, I only began digging in in the last couple years. So growing up, uh, I have family members who were really into astrology in the way of just they had astrology books and um, they always knew kind of 
you know, the, their sign and every family member's sign. It seemed to stick more to the sun sign, but they were just very um, interested in that. And even, you know, having an aunt who would read her horoscope every day and whatever color of the day was, she would she would read or she would wear that color. Um, and she still does this to this day. So, um, you know, so I had like a very light introduction to astrology in my life. And um, but it, I never really paid it much attention. Until a few years ago, I really started getting curious and uh, I ended up pulling my birth chart or natal chart, which we talk a little bit about today with Claire. And I really went in because I was like, I want to know my sun, my moon and my rising sign. And so those are known as the big three. And I actually, Claire does a couple mini readings In this episode today, I uh, asked the audience to share their sun, moon, and rising sign on Instagram and picked a couple uh, from that for Claire to do a mini reading. So what's really cool is technically, right, these are for two people that shared their sun, moon, and rising, but she talks about them, you know, kind of on an individual, the signs on an individual level as well. So if you have one of these signs in one of these particular areas in your sun and your moon or your rising, uh, you also um, might get some insight from that and it might resonate. But for me, I really wanted to know my big three. And when I read the natal chart, because it goes into different houses and midheaven and all of these things that I am, quite frankly, I'm just not super versed in or I don't totally understand but I was reading this multi-page document. It was from a website like Astrology Cafe or, or something like that. And I just couldn't believe how much it was resonating, how accurate it was. It was really kind of unbelievable. And I, you know, I had it printed out and I was marking it with a highlighter. Um, you know, this was back in I think like 2019 or 2020. And I still reference that sometimes and pull it up because it's just, it resonates so much. So I am a Cancer Sun. I am an Aquarius Moon and an Aquarius Rising. So I'd love to hear what your signs are. So definitely uh, DM me and let me know. I would love to hear what signs are listening to this podcast. Um, you know, we might have some things in common or, um, you know, we may be a match in some way, which is really cool. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in and hear from Claire as we learn a little bit more about astrology, how you can utilize that as a tool to really pursue, you know, self-exploration, explore living in alignment and purpose as it relates to astrology. So enjoy this conversation with The Sky Speaks to You, Miss Claire. I'm Kristen Elizabeth and welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. This show holds space for you as we begin to uncover who we really are on our path to awakening. We are here to guide you back into your power and to discover your purpose in this lifetime. You will be inspired to reconnect to your higher self 
and tap into mind, body, and soul to find clarity, confidence, and joy. Join me and inspiring guests as we share evolution through career, motherhood, spirituality, manifestation, and co-creating the life of our dreams. My intention is that these expansive conversations act as a mirror where you begin to see a reflection of who you are and who you want to become. Now, together, we expand. Hi, Claire. Welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. We're so excited to have you here today and to jump into all things astrology. I feel like the audience is going to be excited for this one. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you. Perfect. Okay. So typically before we kind of jump into the topic of the day, I think it's really important for us to get an understanding of who you are and how you see the world. It really allows people that are listening to be inspired, maybe take some action, and you potentially could be an expander for somebody that's listening today. So before we jump into all things astrology, I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of your experience growing up, very high level, but your experience growing up and maybe what your life was like before you started taking this path into digging into astrology. Sure. Yeah. So um, to kind of zoom all the way back, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, so actually pretty far from where I live now in California. Um I grew up with a twin brother, which actually I find is a very important part of who I am. I can't really imagine who I would be without my brother and who he is. Um, and, um, you know, Washington, D.C. was a really cool place to to grow up. Um, it's such an interesting city. Um, there's, you know, lots of things to learn and experience there. Um, but, you know, as I progressed through high school, I started feeling this pull towards um, California without, I'd only gone once or twice, but without really understanding why I was meant to be there. But, um, as I was looking at colleges, I wanted to be, I remember I wanted to be somewhere that was warm, but I wanted to also be somewhere that was like politically more progressive. And so it sort of narrowed the options, um, pretty significantly given those criteria. Um, and I knew I wanted to go to a small school. Um, and so I ended up kind of finding my dream school that kind of checked all those boxes for me, which was um, Pomona College in Claremont, California, outside of LA. Um, And so that's when I made the big move across the country and went to college out there. Um, I studied psychology while I was in college, which I totally loved. I was on the swim team there, which was also a really important part of my college experience and a community I got to be a part of. then from there, I lived in LA for a few years while I sort of got some work experience, got my my feet under me and decided what I wanted to do next. Um, and from there, I went to graduate school in Northern California in Berkeley um, to study social work and kind of continue um, or build on that background in psychology in a way that I really could start working directly with people and kind of use those skills to do some direct service work. Um, and so that was sort of the the move that brought me up to the San Francisco Bay Area where I currently live today. 
Um, and yeah, I can, I can speak a little bit more to that, that journey and everything, but that's kind of the big overview. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I myself also felt very called to California and did end up moving to Southern California for some time as well. So it sounds like, you know, based on that story, you maybe grew up kind of feeling empowered to kind of take chances, follow your dreams, make big moves, take risks. And I love that story of just having a twin too, because um, I have twin sisters. I am not a twin, but I have twin sisters who are 20 years actually younger than me. Um, they're identical, but I I can totally understand that bond of having a twin and how that support is um, just really a special thing that you have in your life. So I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. I definitely grew up with, with a lot of support. Um, and a lot of encouragement to sort of seek out what I was interested in. You know, my, my parents always said um, the most important thing was that we, you know, tried our best in school. And then also, um, I think, thinking more career-wise as we got older, it was like finding that thing that we're really passionate about. Um, and, I'll, you know, my brother, I'll speak to him for a moment. He's um, an opera singer. So he's taken a really different wow. direction than me. But, <laughs> yeah, but it really is a testament to... Um, you know, it's an unconventional career path and it's one that really is aligned with his, you know, the way that he is meant to shine in the world. And my parents have been super supportive of that. So endlessly grateful for, for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know today you are a working therapist. You have a master's Mm -hmm. in social work. So obviously, you know, have a lot of experience and expertise in, you know, the behavioral area. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about today is astrology. So I feel like um, maybe in that world, it could be kind of an other end of the spectrum. So tell us how you, like, what drew you to astrology? How did this really, this path start for you and in, in digging deep into it? Totally. Yeah. So um, I would say living in the in the Bay Area, maybe this could be said about California in general. There's a lot of interest in astrology just sort of amongst like pop culture and it's something that people sort of it's it's not uncommon to talk about it um and so it was something that I felt was was kind of like in the air around me um but you know I I didn't fully relate to my sun sign which is Sagittarius and um you know when people first learn about astrology that's the only access point they really have is based on um, where the sun was when they were born, because that's the thing that people just know by knowing when their birthday is. Um, And for me, I didn't fully resonate with that sign. And so I just, I I didn't really, I thought astrology was interesting, but I didn't really personally connect with it. That is until 2019, when I, um, a podcast that I was listening to that um, has nothing to do with astrology, they had an astrologer named Jessica Lignato, um on their podcast, and she gave a breakdown of astrology, and she did a birth chart reading for both of these podcast hosts. And I remember my mind was just completely blown. She knew things about them that she couldn't possibly have known otherwise. And she explained astrology in this way that really um, gave me a different perspective on it. Um and it really helped me sort of see that astrolo- astrology was so much more than just where the sun is in the sky when you're born. And there's all these different layers to it. And it really opened me up to astrology being this um, 
really deep study and, you know, a study that has so much potential for um, personal growth and understanding yourself and understanding um, kind of the influence of the way the planets are moving currently that kind of affects affects us on a collective level um, and on a personal or individual level also. And so that was like key turning point for me that really got me super curious about astrology and made me think, you know, maybe there is something here for me to personally connect to. Um, and so that kind of sparked off my, my interest and curiosity. And I, for about a year, year and a half, I did, you know, some self-study, like read some different books and kind of looked up what I could look up online myself. But, um, you know, some of your listeners might know if they've kind of given this a shot, there's so much information out there and it's hard to get really clear um, information about astrology if you're just kind of like trying to piece it together yourself through the internet um, because it's it's so layered and complex and there's just a lot of different pieces of the puzzle to put together. Um, and so, you know, as that interest grew for me, I finally decided to really take the plunge and take some some courses um, in astrology. And that was, I guess, about a year and a half ago. It was beginning of 2022. Um, I started taking courses through Deborah Silberman's Applied Astrology Program. And the really from there, the rest is history, I would say. Um, going into that program, I had told myself that, you know, if I could use this experience to just have a chance to kind of deepen my um, interest or have a hobby that that would be sufficient. Um, you know, maybe I could learn some interesting, interesting things about myself along the way. And really as that grew, I realized, you know, not only had it fulfilled those needs, but also I started seeing how I could use this as a way to support other people, um, to really have this journey of self-discovery, understand themselves in a different way. Um, and, you know, as I learned more, I really, I really saw how this could be a tool that I could really um, learn to the extent that I could support others um, to kind of have that same, um, that same journey as me. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like almost like astrology was pulling you in and you had to, in some ways, justify it to yourself of why you should do it or why it was worth it, the time yes. or the financial investment. So I kind of exactly. want to go, I want to go there a little bit because I'm just curious, you know, from my perspective, I honestly was not spiritual for most of my life. I had several family members that were, and I always kind of laughed at them, to be honest, when they told me things. I had two aunts that were really into astrology I mean, one aunt will read like her astrology report and whatever color it says of the day. She literally wears that color every day, probably for the last 40 years. Um, so I want to kind of connect the dots back just to understand, you know, what your perspective is on spirituality. Are you a spiritual person? Like, were you into spirituality before or did astrology kind of pull you into that a little bit? Because I know there's science, but I know there's also mysticism behind it as well. Totally. Yeah. And I would say, I think um, it's some of both. So kind of zooming back, I, you know, grow, growing up, I think people would say that I had this like old soul sort of um, personality or demeanor. Um, and I don't personally remember this, but my mom has told this story that when I was maybe like 
around four years old, I asked her, how did we know that life wasn't all just a dream? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like very surprised that a child would ask her that question. She didn't really know how to answer it. But I think like to an extent, there always maybe it was this part of me that was deeply spiritual, but um, I don't know that it was something that I embraced until maybe more recently. Um, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, which is um, a form of Christianity that's quite progressive. Um, You know, what it meant to me growing up was um, kind of the connection to community and having kind of like a stable um, and consistent place. Um, You know, we went every single Sunday and I think just having um, that supportive community was really valuable to me. Um, you know, and actually in the past year and a half or so, I've started attending an Episcopal church in my neighborhood. Um, and again, the community aspect has been so important. Um, but you know, one thing I really appreciate about that space is that there's so much openness to a variety of different kinds of beliefs. Um, and, and I'll admit, you know, I think I, at first I was a little bit hesitant to kind of like quote unquote, come out as this like astrology, spiritual kind of person, but my church has been so embracing of that and there's no, no judgment. And if anything, there's like a curiosity and, you know, people at my church asking me for readings and stuff like this. So um, that's been kind of part of my own spiritual growth and development. Um, I think I'm also coming to understand myself as someone who is highly sensitive. Um, And, you know, uh, the more that I kind of dig into that topic, I see that there is a very kind of spiritual link there um, you know, people who have these more kind of attuned um, nervous systems um, tend to also kind of have some of these um, spiritual gifts or maybe like more of a deeper draw to spirituality or um, a connection to spirit. And so that's something that I'm kind of on my own journey around. Um, I would say another turning point for me in, gosh, when was this? A couple of years ago, um, there was this Netflix series called Surviving Death. I don't know if, did you see that? Yeah, I did. It was totally, it was totally mind blowing for me. So for any listeners who don't, who aren't familiar, basically there's a series of episodes that all kind of have to do with these different spiritual concepts around um, kind of what happens after we die. You know, one episode is about um, like receiving signs or symbols from loved ones who've passed on. Um, there's another episode around um, like psychic mediumship, which at the time was like, I had never seen anything like that before. It was totally mind blowing. Um, and I think there's another episode around um, people speaking to like near death experiences um, and even some of the scientific study that has gone on to kind of um, connect the dots for those those shared experiences that people tend to report. Um So anyways, for me, this really kind of like opened a door for me to become just increasingly curious about these spiritual topics and just kind of growing an awareness of like there's this whole other world um, to learn about. Um, And yeah, like astrology has really sort of been paired with, I would say, that growing spiritual curiosity. Yeah. It's almost like it's opened a door or a portal. I can totally relate to being on that journey. When you shared the 
the statement that you made as a child, I got like full body chills, um, but also a fellow HSP, um, a highly sensitive person here as well. So thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. And, um, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit vulnerable to share those parts of yourself, like you mentioned with your church community and um, really being able to be authentic and allow people to see you for who you are now, but also who you are tomorrow, right? Because we're constantly evolving, especially if we really lean into our curiosity. So I love that. Let's take a deeper dive into astrology. I think on the surface, you know, you mentioned, I didn't really resonate with my sun sign. I would probably think that a lot of people, even though it is fairly pop culture and, um, you know, maybe people understand high level what astrology is, but I'd love to just touch on you know, what is astrology? What is it rooted in, right? Where does it come from? Is it science? Is it mysticism? Like, what is it really at the core? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a great question. I'll start by saying there's many, many different types of astrology. Um, But in general, the study of astrology has been around for thousands upon thousands of years. So it really comes from like ancient traditions where there's the combination of the mapping of the movement of the planets in the sky and the geometrical relationships between those planets. Pairing that with um, observation of what are kind of the tendencies of human behavior, you know, under a sky with these certain, and the planets are talking to each other in a certain way. Um, And so it's really kind of bringing these like mathematical concepts together with, um, observation um you know something important to know i think one place where people get tripped up about like is astrology like scientific is it pseudoscience really you know it i would say it's not saying that there's a causal relationship between what the planets are doing and how people behave it's more of a correlation or speaking to like a tendency or a probability rather than saying the planets are causing us to do certain things or be a certain way um you know, one thing that I love about astrology is it really brings together this sense of like fate and destiny alongside free will. Because, um, you know, on one hand, the birth chart, it's this snapshot of kind of like our soul's mission when we enter this lifetime, um, which is, you know, very, very karmic and, and powerful. And the birth chart never changes. But there's also this component of free will and that as humans, we get to make our own decisions and, you know, different life events can affect us. Um, And, you know, while the birth chart never changes, it still is quite dynamic because it's always in conversation with how the planets are moving in the sky today and in the future. And so in that sense, there's kind of different parts of the chart that might kind of be highlighted at certain points in someone's life compared to another point in time. Um, You know, there's another layer to astrology where it really comes down to what we might call like sacred geometry and that the, these relationships between the planets kind of create a certain quality of energy and, and making interpretations based off of that. So, I mean, you can take it like some people, keep it kind of more, um, a little bit more scientific. Other people take it to this like super woo -woo spiritual place. And there's kind of everything in between. Again, it kind of depends on what type of astrology, um, one is practicing, but, um, yeah, that's sort of a a general 
overview. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think I, I like the way that you explain it where you talk about, um, you know, causal versus not mm-hmm. right. Like it's not mm-hmm. necessarily causing you to do things or live a certain life, right? There is free will built in. I think when we talk about some of these things, right. I, you know, I had a human design coach on it's, these are all tools that really help you understand yourself, your mission, your purpose, right. Whatever that is, whatever the tool helps for. And then you get to pull in that free will to see where you take it. Right. So mm-hmm. I love that. You mentioned birth chart a few times when you were explaining yes. this. Is that the same thing as the natal chart? And Correct. you know, are there particular charts that you recommend starting with if people want to dig in or you know pull some charts online? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So birth chart and natal chart, I would use those terms interchangeably. Basically, that is a snapshot of what the sky was looking like at the time of your birth. And it also includes the location of your birth. Um, And so that is really kind of considered to be this blueprint of how your, your soul was entering into this lifetime and, and the, the mission that your soul was meant to take on in this, in this lifetime. Um, it's super fascinating because, um, I, in a reading recently was sharing with someone, um, in this example, she didn't have any air signs in her chart, which I can get into what that means um, in a little bit if we want. But um, I was kind of giving the rationale to her about, um, you know, sometimes if someone doesn't have any um, planets in a certain element, it could mean that they already had enough of this energy coming from their past lives. So they don't need it in this lifetime. Um, And the, the air element would be attributed to like writing, communication, reading, relationships. Um, and I shared, when I shared this with her, she was like, that explanation actually makes so much sense because I've, I've had some past life regressions before, and I've learned that I was a writer in several of my past lives. Um, and so it's fascinating because, you know, I think earlier in my astrology journey, I didn't really know a whole lot about past lives. I mean, this was sort of like a, a little bit more out there of a spiritual concept than where I was in my own, um, evolution and journey. Um, and so I had kind of like learned that concept through astrology of like, oh, you know, someone maybe had enough of this energy in their past life. They don't need it in this life. And I, I kind of took it in, but on a surface level. And then to have this reading where it actually was very much expressed and came through in this really clear way. And she'd, you know, gotten this information about her past lives and having the skill as a writer and how she, you know, it, it just all kind of came together. So I think there's just so much potential with astrology in so many different ways that people can use it to understand um, who they are in this lifetime and and kind of um, what they're here, what they're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because obviously, um, well, you and I had a session together, so mm-hmm. I had a reading and I think it was the grand trine in air. So basically you were like, air is your superpower. So kind of talking about Mm -hmm. air a little bit, I'm like, oh, this resonates for this life. Like I am for sure so much air and and we definitely will talk about that. I kind of want to filter down. So we'll start with, you know, obviously I just mentioned, you know, I had a session with you and had a reading and 
I thought it was really interesting how you structured that. You really took it as kind of this past, present, and future overview. And Mm -hmm. you kind of started with the past where you called out some years. And in looking at each of those years, I was like, wow, there was something huge, pivotal, transformative that actually happened during this year. So it starts to create that belief like, wow, there Mm -hmm. really is like karmic connection here. But just kind of give us a high-level overview of, you know, someone's going to come into a session with you. What does that structure look like? Mm -hmm. Totally. And so, yeah, you already kind of spoke to it beautifully. Um, Generally speaking, it starts with kind of looking back at the past. I will have pulled out some key dates in preparation for someone's reading. Um, And this is a time to... First of all, for us to get to know each other and get comfortable with each other. Um, but also, yes, like you said, kind of create that belief of like, um, yeah, maybe there's something something here with astrology. Um, because, you know, oftentimes there are these really um, important shifts that happen around these, these dates that I end up pulling out of the chart. Um, these dates have to do with the planet Saturn um, and how the planet Saturn is is traveling around and impacting your chart. Um, the, the planet Saturn has to do with life lessons and all the planets are here to teach us things and help us evolve and grow on our journey. Um, Saturn can be a little bit harsh at times, um, and a little bit of kind of that tough love sort of energy. So, you know, sometimes when Saturn pays us a visit, it can be this experience of like, wow, I'm, I'm already in alignment. And so this plant, this energy is just helping me level up and grow and take these leaps and bounds and everything feels like it's coming together for me. Um, I'm making all this huge progress. Um, but if Saturn comes around and we're we're not in alignment, it's gonna do whatever it takes to kind of get us back on track. And um, you know, one of my mentors has has likened it to um, you know, if you there's like a if you have like a leak in your attic and you hear it dripping, um, but you don't do anything about it, eventually the roof is gonna cave in. And so it it can kind of be like that energy sometimes too. Um but anyways, I, you know, in preparation for reading, we'll have pulled out some dates that are relevant to kind of the movements of the planet Saturn. Um, and that's one way that we can kind of understand these like pivotal life lesson moments. Um, is that, sorry, is that also dis- known as a Saturn return? Yes. So, okay. Well, the Saturn return, the Saturn return is one of those um, m- moments that I would look at. It's not okay. every single date that I might look at, but um the Saturn return is when Saturn um, comes back to the same spot on the chart where it was when somebody was born. And this typically happens around ages 28 to 30. Um, And, you know, if you think about it, like most people would say that they probably had some key um, life transitions happen around that, that age. Um, But that is the, the astrological explanation for that. Okay. Awesome. So Um, past, and then we go into present. And then we go into present. Yes. So then we're talking about um, kind of your unique personality traits and characteristics. Um, You know, we're talking about the sun sign, the moon sign, the rising sign. Um, We're looking at the relationship between the planets. Um, You know, when I look at a chart, I I do this like quick overview of like what is just jumping out to me as notable. And so that's, you know, I would call that like a chart signature. So I would kind of speak to that. and we'll probably spend some time talking about the elements, which um, is just a way to kind of understand the overall energies going on in the chart. Um, each each sign can be assigned to a different element. And so looking at how the planets are distributed across the signs helps us understand 
the elemental balance in somebody's chart. And this can, again, just sort of be a lens for looking at, you know, what, what are some areas of strength for them? And then what are maybe some areas that are a little bit more challenging to access? Um, and then finally, we kind of close it out by looking at the current uh, movements of the planets. This is also called the tr transits. And that has to do with how the planets are speaking to your birth chart right now and then kind of moving forward into the near the into the near future and a little bit about kind of what what one can expect moving forward. Yeah, yeah. It was it was super helpful and I definitely got some amazing nuggets. One a couple things that like confirm or validate and then a few other things that you're you find ways to expand or evolve um through knowing that. So we've talked a little bit about, you know, sun, moon rising, just in mentioning it, but I'd love to kind of mm -hmm. start there because I think those are high level, almost more of the basics, top level of astrology. So can you just tell us, you know, what is the sun, moon and rising sign? Like how, what does that mean? Um, and maybe individually kind of what those are aligned or attuned with in your life? Sure. So we refer to these in astrology as the big three, um, and really they're kind of the most, the three most significant, um, personal signifiers in the chart in terms of one's, um, personality and characteristics. So the sun is considered to be like the ego or your identity, and it's where we shine. Um, the moon reflects the inner world and kind of like the, um, your own private feelings and thoughts, um, your emotions, and then the rising sign is kind of like the energy that we reflect out. Um, the rising sign, also sometimes called the ascendant, is the sign that was rising up on the eastern horizon at the time of one's birth. So it's not actually a planet. It's um, it's more about how the chart is, is positioned in the sky at the time of birth. What I'll say about the rising sign, it is the most time sensitive of all of those three that I just mentioned and it can change signs. It can change signs very rapidly throughout the course of the day. And so this is why we really need someone's birth time to the minute when we do a reading, because sometimes if they're kind of right on the edge between two signs, like a matter of minutes could make a difference. And the rising sign is really important um, in, in someone's chart. Um, it also ends up determining some other key points in the chart one of which being the midheaven. Um, the midheaven has to do with how we're meant to kind of express ourselves in in public life. And sometimes this can translate to career or purpose. And so again, the timing is, is so important. Um, the rising sign has a very spiritual meaning as well, because it's really seen as kind of that exact moment that your soul has prepared to enter into the world. And that that really does, um, it does impact those in the chart, that it really is kind of this reflection of, um, you know, your, your karma and your soul's mission. Um, so, you know, I, these three, I think they're all really important and they all, um, there's some overlap in sort of the way of understanding the sun and the moon and the rising, um, and they they all kind of can can sort of be in conversation with each other, but that's yeah. sort of the the general review. Yeah, that's helpful. You mentioned in the beginning 
that before you really dove into astrology, it didn't really resonate with you because you're like, I don't really feel like a Sagittarius. And, Mm -hmm. you know, since we've had this conversation, I, you know, I am a Cancer Sun, Aquarius Moon, Aquarius Rising. And I did resonate with being a Cancer. um, But it was only a few years ago where I started to learn about astrology and found out what my big three were. And I feel like the last few years, I feel very Aquarian. I'm like, who's the cancer person? Um, <laughs> but I, I feel so like I'm in this like Aquarian stage. So is there anything behind that on, you know, looking at the big three and feeling like I resonated with my sun sign for a while, but now I'm, now I'm resonating with this Aquarian sign for the last few years mm-hmm. and any significance behind feeling like that? Totally. So it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about how even though the birth chart is this like snapshot and it doesn't change, it's still quite dynamic in the sense that there's always this conversation with how the planets right now are moving in the sky. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I'd have to take a look at your chart again to say specifically why you might be resonating more with Aquarius than Cancer at this given moment. But my guess is that it would have to do with the current transits of the planets and which parts of your chart are kind of being like lit up by the, how the planets are moving right now. Um, you know, and I think it just, some of it just comes down to our personal development journeys and sort of which, um, which qualities kind of speak to us or stand out to us. And who knows, you know, maybe at a different time in your life, you'll kind of feel some of, some more of those cancer traits again. Um, I would say one thing about cancer is um, being deeply in, intuitive and you definitely have have that, um, quality. So, you know, one thing I'll say as well, being, being a twin, um, is that, you know, even though my brother, my brother and I are born a minute apart. So we, we really do have the same, the same chart. Um, and you know, if there's parts of the chart that don't quite resonate with me, um, I find that they really do describe my brother and, there can be this process with twins where, you know, as each of you are kind of striving to become an individual, you sort of end up occupying different parts of the chart. Um, And so in that same sense, just through our experiences in life, we might kind of lean into certain parts of our chart more than others. So it really is this like constantly evolving process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to note that if, you know, a certain sign that you're focusing on doesn't resonate in the moment, right. That's a snapshot in time, but the planetary system is always moving. So I think that's a good point to note that like, depending on where the planets are in transit, right, there could be some impacts to the way that you're feeling or how you resonate with a particular sign. I know, um, you know, just looking at these big three, I've got a couple combinations. I did solicit uh, my Instagram tribe and pulled out a couple uh, sun, moon, and rising combinations to feature today. So we're going to do just quick little um, snippets. Obviously, this would be uh, not what to expect in a full reading, but um, a couple to start with here would be uh, a Scorpio sun, a Taurus moon, and a Gemini rising. Great. Um, so the first thing I'm looking at when I'm looking at um, the sun, moon, and rising is the elements. So this person has um, a water sun, an earth moon, and an air rising. Um, this is a really interesting combination. Um, one thing I'll say about first just starting with the Scorpio sun and the Taurus moon, these are considered opposite signs, meaning they're right across from each other on the birth chart. 
Um, I can't say for sure without knowing the, the degrees that this person's sun and moon are in, but it's possible that they were born on a full moon, which is just like a cool thing for them to know. Um, and that there's this theme of security and trust that um, is relevant for both Scorpio and Taurus. Um, and so that's kind of a theme that this person, I would guess, would be kind of seeking to kind of find balance in that theme um, through their life. Um, one thing that's interesting, though, I'm someone with Scorpio and Taurus, um, I might describe as um, fairly private, but they have a Gemini rising. Gemini is not private at all. <laughs> Gemini is like very sociable, very chatty. Um, and so I, I would be so curious to meet this person and just see how that plays out in their life, because it's like one part of them is going to be kind of more reserved and wanting to kind of keep things close to their chest. The other part of them is going to want to be like out and about and just chatting everyone up and um, connecting with people. And so I, yeah, this is a really interesting combination. Um, this person might love to gossip. Um, so I don't know. I would be so curious to find out. Um, you know, what I would say is maybe a strength for this person. This could be someone who maybe is able to um, take some of these like deep psychological concepts and um, express them in a way that other people can understand. So this is someone maybe who would be gifted as as a writer. Um, I also would be curious if this person, um, I like I would love for them to have a journaling practice of some sort, because again, they're using the Gemini side, which is really has to do with like writing and communicating. And then they're using that to kind of express their inner world, which is something that's really important with Scorpio and Taurus. Um, this person also, there's kind of this, again, an interesting mix of energy. One part of them I would expect to be very persistent and like not want to let go of something or give up on something until it's, it's totally been seen through to the end. But the Gemini part is like constantly jumping around between different projects and can't stay focused on one thing for very long. It gets Gemini gets like bored very easily and like is kind of ready to go from one thing to the next. And so I would be really interested to, you know, talk to this person more and hear about what that's like for them, if they're familiar with kind of this one part that wants to like stick it out and this other part that is ready to kind of jump ship as soon as it gets boring. So, yeah, um, yeah. that's really that's really um, so cool. That's, it sounds like, uh, you know, they've got some opposing uh, things within the big three. So maybe they mm -hmm. should, uh, should schedule some time with you. Anything else on that one? Or I've got one more that I wanted to yeah, feature let's move as well. On to the next, let's do okay. the next one. Okay. That was really fun. Uh, so the next one is a Pisces sun, a Virgo moon, and a Cancer rising. Okay. So this person has a water sun, an earth moon, and a water rising. Um, it's so interesting that this is the other example because in the way that Scorpio and Taurus are opposite signs, Pisces and Virgo are opposite signs. So again, this person maybe was born on a full moon. Um, and, you know, earth and water are considered to be complementary elements, which means they... they um, work together to sort of enhance the energy of, of, and the expression of each one. So, you know, if you imagine like you plant something in the ground and then you water it and it grows. Um, so water and earth work together really well. Um, this is also considered the expression of the divine feminine archetype. Um, and so, um, it's really special when there's this earth and water connection. Um, 
you know, to speak to the Pisces sun, this is, this might be someone who's very connected to spirituality, someone who's very dreamy. Um, but at times Pisces can be so dreamy that there's this like dissolving of reality. (laughs) Um, but the Virgo moon on the other hand is very practical and grounded. And so there is maybe this, um, kind of balancing energy going on. Um, you know, with the Pisces and Virgo combination, it's all about kind of like merging together the sacred and the mundane and about bringing, um, using like ritual routine, health, daily habits, um, in order to take care of our bodies in this way, that's actually quite, um, spiritual. Um, this person, I would be curious if they might find themselves getting kind of caught in this like push pull where one part of them, the Virgo moon part is like very detail oriented. And at times even like it can be a perfectionist, um, really kind of in the nitty gritty of things. And then the Pisces part is just like reality doesn't exist and just like kind of dissolving. Um, and so I could kind of see that being an interesting dynamic going on for this person. Um, I'd be curious to find out if they really love watching those like TikTok organizing videos where people have those like clear (laughs) bins and they're like unloading all their things and organizing them. Um, For this person, I would. um, Okay. So for these three signs, Pisces, Virgo, and Cancer, all these signs I would see as like givers, Um, people who are acting in service to others. You know, Pisces is deeply compassionate and really like, attuned to the collective consciousness Virgo um is kind of like a live to can be like a live to serve sort of mentality and cancer is sort of like the classic quote-unquote mom archetype and like just very loving and giving and so I would really love for this person to um make sure that they're prioritizing alone time um and that they're creating enough space for their their own needs um because I could kind of see these energies working together at times to be quite draining. Um, you know, if this person isn't also figuring out how to fill their own cup. Um, and so, you know, I would, I would love to, to, um, yeah, for them to kind of have a practice of advocating for their, their own needs in addition to being in service to others, which I'm, I'm guessing is something that probably really, um, lights this person up. Yeah. These are really sparking curiosity for me. I'm like, I want to hear the full, full chart reading. I think what's really cool too, is the, there was no overlap in any of, um, these signs. So even if you were able to talk about one of these today and somebody has one of them, they could take kind of that nugget sentence or two that you mentioned about that sign, um, and just see how that resonates. So that was really Mm -hmm. fun. Thank you so much for doing that, Claire. Uh, the other thing that we've kind of talked about, but didn't dig into too much is just, um, you know, like your air, earth, water, fire, right? All of the elements and how that mm-hmm. plays into the chart. I know in my uh, session with you, I had four planets in fire um, and none in earth. So do you mm-hmm. mind just talking about the elements a little bit? Sure. Um, so starting with fire, fire kind of represents our creative energy, our ambition, our excitement, our like zest for life, um, our inspiration. If you, I mean, if you kind of think about like what are words that come to mind when you think about fire, um, it's kind of all, all of those words. Um, people who kind of have a lot of access to that fire energy are people who 
are um, like, yeah, again, very quite creative, just full of inspiration. Um, they have an idea and they're able to kind of like action it right away. Um, on the other hand, though, might be kind of impulsive and kind of put their foot in their mouth sometimes, like speak before thinking um, can also happen with people who have a lot of fire. Um, but really, it's just like your light, your like life force um, and that like inner inner spark, inner flame. Um, then next moving to air, um, air, it has to do with communication. So I spoke to this a little bit earlier. Um, air is all about like, um, writing, reading, learning. It also has to do with our relationships and how we connect with others. Air is all about like our, our mental energy, um, and kind of like the activity going on in the mind. Um, and so when there's a lot of the air energy expressed, this would be, again, someone who is quite um, communicative, expressive, um, someone who is good at making connections, someone who is good at like articulating their ideas. Maybe it's someone who's like constantly in school or learning things, um, just always wanting to like take in information. Um, next would be earth. Um Earth is all about like the like our life on Earth. So like the material world, it can have to do with money. It can have to do with um, our health, our bodies, the five senses. Um, Earth creates um, boundaries. So when we think about how it kind of plays with water, it's sort of like the container that holds the water. Um, and Earth is just about like our reality. And so it's all these all the tangible things that make up reality. Um, it's also, you know, it's, it's mother nature, um, as well. Um, you know, people with a lot of earth, uh, you know, I'm, I'm picturing them like being really good with like managing their finances and budgeting. I'm thinking about them, like spending time in nature, doing things that kind of ground them. Um, these are people who maybe are like more so homebodies and they really want the space around them to kind of feel nurturing. Um, finally we have water and water is all about our like inner self and our, it's our emotions, it's our spirituality, it's um, our, um, just the way that we like express our feelings. Um, and so when there's a lot of that water energy, this is again, someone who's quite emotionally expressive. This is someone who is really caring, compassionate, spiritual. Um, these are all words that I would associate with water. Yeah. And as you, you mentioned, somebody could have a lot of planets in a particular element and that could resonate with them, or it could potentially be the shadow work side where it's like, Hey, in this yes. lifetime, this is what you need to step into. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's really cool. It was interesting. I had a reading with a psychic medium and, uh, you know, was informed through my spirit guides that like I was in the angel realm. I wasn't even incarnated as a human recently. I'd already kind of surpassed and gone through, but I came back. So looking back at my notes to see that I have no earth signs <laughs> um, was pretty interesting because I am very disconnected from this planet. <laughs> right. And it's like learning how to like live in a human body on earth is your challenge challenge this lifetime. And that is totally reflected in your chart. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty yeah. cool. I've got some chills now. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've only got a little bit more time. I want to, you know, one of the, I think the 
the big things for people listening to this episode and a big focus for this audience is like living in alignment and finding purpose. And I know there's so many different areas of the chart, right? There's different houses and you mentioned midheaven. Are there any other components of the chart that you would really dig into if they were to connect with you or pull a chart on their own that help them just kind of understand how they can live better in alignment or fulfill their mission or their purpose in this life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that question. I mean, I think one, just to connect back to what we were just talking about with the elements, um, again, you know, I'll, I'll, as a caveat, it's like looking at, just looking at the elemental balance of someone's chart um, before I meet them, I don't know what their lived experience is of that balance. Um, again, it can kind of go in different directions. Um and, you know, again, like maybe at some certain parts of their life, they feel more connected to certain energies and then other times they feel more connected to others. Um, that being said, you know, I think looking at that elemental balance question, um, that is one tool that I think is really helpful when we think about living in balance or living in alignment. Um, sometimes that can be a really important clue as to what energy someone might need to Um, It might feel unnatural to them, but kind of more intentionally sort of lean into in order to bring things into balance. Um, You know, and again, like I said, the midheaven is a really important part of the chart to look to for purpose as this tends to. um, It's it's how we're meant to shine out in the world, um, kind of in our public life, Um, you know, and and it, it does represent purpose. Um, again, this could be through career, but doesn't have to be through career. There's other ways we can live out our purpose, but midheaven is super, um, critical for that. Um, you know, I would also look at Saturn. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, this, this is a planet that really can be tied to our, our karma, our life lessons that we're meant to, um, experience in this lifetime. And so, um, kind of looking at the, the placement of Saturn in the chart and maybe like the conversation Saturn's having with other, um, planets in the chart, I think would also be, an important place to look to sort of understand like how, um, how your soul is sort of being called to, um, to grow in this life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And obviously knowing that you're a therapist and, you know, you spent this time getting your master's in social work, you are obviously very committed and empathetic towards people and the progression, right. Of, of them and humanity, and maybe even human consciousness if I'm getting a little bit more spiritual. But what do you, in bringing astrology in, like what do you really hope that people get out of that? What's the impact that astrology and having that conversation with somebody makes on their life for you? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, there's so many things I could say for this, but I think one of my um, favorite parts of it is just that moment where someone feels so seen Um, because really, you know, when I'm having a reading with someone and we're using, you know, using astrology in coaching or something like that, you know, it's less about me just like delivering information and it's more about kind of holding up this mirror and, you know, um, it's more of like an, a reflective conversation of like, you know, are you familiar with this part of yourself? Um, is this something you've experienced before? And, Um, I think it really just gives people permission to kind of be their full self um, and to really embrace all parts of themselves, whether those are parts that they've um, kind of naturally had a relationship to already or not. I think it really is about helping people um, connect with their authenticity and really just like 
be unapologetically them. And we're all complex. You know, our charts are so layered and there's so much going on and every chart is unique and special and beautiful. And all the charts come with like what we would consider spiritual gifts and challenges as well. And we all have a mix of things that um, we've kind of been blessed with maybe. And then things that are going to be more of like a struggle for us and that there's room for growth and development in, in all of it. That sounds amazing and so helpful. And I think I had the same experience in having, you know, my session with you as well. So thank you so much. I would love for you to share how people can connect with you, uh, you know, any offerings that you have. And I, I think you even have a free guide. So definitely share that yes. with us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people can find me on, on um, Instagram. My account is called The Sky Speaks to You. Um, And right now um, I'm not offering kind of these like one-off birth chart readings in a formal manner, but I am offering a coaching program where we start with the birth chart reading and then we really um, dig into um, some of those areas of life that someone is wanting to, um, to work on and grow within. And so it's really about taking the chart beyond just that one-time birth chart reading and um, using it as this tool to, um, work towards some personal, um, development and personal growth and, and self-discovery as well. Um, and so I am taking on clients for my, um, coaching program. So there's a couple pin posts on my Instagram, if people want to know more about that or send me a DM. Um, and then I do have a free guide available, um, that, which is working with, we didn't actually talk about it today, but it's working with something called the progressed moon. Um, the progressed moon is a placement in the chart, um, rather than it, representing where the moon literally is in the sky. It's actually a calculation, but it represents our emotional evolution. Um, The progressed moon spends two and a half years in each sign. And it's really a chance to kind of lean into the energy of that sign for that period of time. And so um, I made a guide for this because I, I find that it's kind of one of the more accessible parts of astrology where, you know, someone if they do know their time of birth, they can put their information in, they can find out where their progressed moon is. And this can kind of help them understand sort of what phase of their emotional evolution they're in right now. Um, so I have a guide for that, that kind of walks you through all the steps of how to find your progressed moon and then what it might mean for you for it to be in a certain sign. And then there's some little action items, um, for each sign as well to really make it tangible for people. Perfect. The inspired action piece is great. Giving somebody the ability uh, to just take action from digesting some information. So that's amazing. And I think the coaching paired with the astrology is super unique and is probably an amazing tool to kind of bring into those sessions. So Claire, thank you so much. This was a beautiful conversation. It was expanding. I definitely learned more. I feel like astrology is so deep that sometimes you need to hear about it more and more for it to really sink in. Um, But on the surface, you can engage with Claire, pull your chart, um, or get some coaching sessions uh, scheduled with her. So thank you so much, Claire. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Claire today and You learned a little something new that you weren't aware of, or maybe you're pulling your birth chart or your natal chart and exploring your big three and what they mean or the different elements and where you really have um, elements in your chart and, and maybe where you don't. So 
Thank you to Claire for that beautiful conversation. I appreciate you listening to this so, so much. It means so much to me to be able to connect with you and share this information and insights and explore this human world and beyond and what it means to be here, what it means to really dig in and enjoy our life and find ways to expand and live a beautiful existence here. So thank you. If you are feeling up to it or feeling called, I would immensely appreciate you leaving a reading and review for the show or for a particular episode that resonated with you. This truly helps me grow and obviously it really helps algorithms as there are so many podcasts floating out there and I want to make sure that this one gets in front of the person who really needs to hear the message. So thank you so much for that. I hope that you have a beautiful day or beautiful night and sending you so much love.